0: Well, hello there everyone and welcome to this English lesson where I'm going to teach you how to describe things. Now, I know you already know how to describe lots of things in English. You probably know how to describe something that's big or small, tall or short. In this lesson on describing things, I tried to find as many words as possible that are not as popular. Um these are words we do use all the time to describe things in English. Um but I wanted to find words that um maybe aren't the most common or most popular um but they're definitely still used. Before we get started, I do wanna say hi to everyone in the chat. Thank you so much for being here. I know Panthera is here. Lolly is here. Rachel Ting is here. I saw Modine in the chat earlier and many many other people and it looks like a lot of people are flowing in right now. So, sorry if I forgot your name but welcome. A few rules before we get started. Please use the chat to chat in English. Please do not ask questions in the chat. There will be a link shared from time to time by Todd and Nightbot. Please use that link to ask your questions. Um, please use the chat to have English conversations. Please do not speak in your own language. Um, it's best for everyone if the chat becomes a place where you can practice your English as we do this lesson on describing things. So, uh, oh and Norma's here too. Hi Norma. I missed you there in the chat. Um hi to everyone in the chat. Thanks to Todd for being here this morning. I think Dave will be along shortly to help moderate as well but let's get started. So, one of the first words I wanna talk about is the word pungent and if you look on this slide here, you'll see that I put garlic. A fairly universal vegetable or spice. Vegetable or spice, I'm not sure. I think it's a vegetable. Um but most places in the world will recognize garlic. Now, you can say that garlic has a very pungent smell. It has a very pungent odor. When I walk in the house and if Jen is cooking something that has garlic in it, it is very easy to identify because of its pungent odor, okay? Let me say pungent one more time. It is a bit of a challenging word to say but things like onions, and garlic where they have a very strong odor. That might be another word you would use or a strong smell. You can also use the word pungent. So, garlic, I do really like garlic. I like garlic bread actually. I don't know if you've ever had garlic bread with cheese. It's very 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 tasty. Um the next one that I wanna talk about is the adjective earthy. When something has earthy colors, It usually means they have colors that are from the brown uh, part of the color spectrum. So, when you look at this slide here, you will see a painting that uses a lot of earthy tones. It uses a lot of earthy colors. Now, you can also describe things as being earthy. Sometimes when you pick mushrooms, you could say they have an earthy taste, okay? You sometimes can describe people as being very earthy. Someone who really loves the earth. Who spends a lot of time outdoors. Someone who maybe doesn't cut their hair a lot. You could describe them as being very earthy. Someone who likes to camp and spend a lot of time outside. But anyways, this lesson isn't about describing people. I did a whole bunch of lessons about describing people earlier this year. So, let's stick with describing things. So, you can describe a color as being earthy. Different tones of brown. You can also describe something as tasting a little bit earthy or even smelling earthy. When you um plant plants in a pot and you use potting soil, you could say that the soil smells very earthy. Um then we have the word rotten. This is probably familiar to you. When something is rotten, it means that it has gone bad. You can see this lemon here is rotten. You can see that this lemon has been out for too long sitting on the counter in someone's kitchen and it has started to started to rot. So, we would say that this lemon is rotten. Um you could also say that something smells rotten. So, you could say that banana is rotten. That banana smells rotten. Or you could say something smells rotten in the house. So, you can use it for describing the state of the object to say it is rotten but you could also use it to describe the smell. Um I'm sure you could say something tastes rotten although at that point uh That would be a little bit gross, wouldn't it? If something tasted rotten. Um and then you can also say people are rotten. Um if someone is a rotten person, it means they do bad things. Um I try really hard to be a good person but there are certainly people in the world who are rotten. Uh the next one, sharp. So, sharp has a lot of different meanings. Um you could say that cheese smells sharp. You could say that cheese tastes sharp. So, if you have ever eaten mozzarella cheese, it's a very mild cheese. Mozzarella cheese doesn't have a strong flavor but if you have ever eaten cheddar cheese, in particular, well-aged cheddar or old cheddar, it has a sharp smell and it also has a sharp taste. You can also use sharp to describe an object like a knife. You can say that a knife is sharp. Um and when your knife isn't sharp, it's hard to cut things. So, you can use sharp to describe a smell. You can use sharp to describe a taste. You can use sharp to describe something that's actually sharp. Why am I cutting my hand? I shouldn't do that. You can describe it for something that is actually sharp like a knife. Uh and you can also use sharp to describe people. If you say that someone is sharp, it means they're very very smart. Um you can also talk about pencils as being sharp as well when you use a pencil you like to have a sharp pencil so sharp many many uses hopefully uh, i just gave you several examples there uh let me see where i am here of course the opposite of sharp is dull so a knife can become dull but when you're talking about flavors and you're talking about smells we don't use the word dull you would say that it smells mild or that it has no smell or is odorless. But if a knife no longer cuts, we would say the knife is dull. If a pencil, um, if the end of the pencil starts to get worn down, we would say, oh, this pencil's dull. And then you would sharpen the pencil to make it sharp again. You can also describe people as being dull. It's not a nice thing to say but a dull person is a boring person. So, you might have a friend who when you invite them to a party, They don't talk a lot. They just kind of stand in the corner. They don't dance. They they they're just kind of dull. So, it's not a nice way to describe a person. It's a little bit insulting but if you say that someone is dull, it means that they are boring. Um we have (laughs) the word fluffy. This chick right here is fluffy. When chicks hatch out of the egg, they are very very fluffy. Kids often have stuffed animals which are very fluffy. When something's fluffy, it has a lot of soft, really nice hair um, but definitely a small chicken or a chick as we call it is very fluffy. I don't know why I'm laughing at fluffy. Um I am not sure but anyways, there's a chick and, and it's fluffy. Um we have the word sticky. So, honey is sticky. I tried to pick as many things to describe Um as would that would be universally known around the world. So, honey comes from bees and if you have ever eaten honey, you'll know that it's very sticky. I get a little annoyed sometimes when there's honey on the counter in the kitchen. Sometimes my kids will put honey in their tea um and they'll spill a little bit and then the counter is very very sticky in the kitchen. Um so, honey is sticky. There are many other things that are sticky. Um As well, I did want to mention you can be in a situation that is sticky. So, you can be in a sticky situation. Um what that means is let's say um someone at work brought a really yummy snack in their lunch and you were opening the fridge and you were taking some of their snack without permission. So, you didn't ask if you could have some and as you grab their snack from the fridge, they say, what are you doing? In that situation, we would say you are in a sticky situation because you just got caught stealing something. So, sticky can be used to describe many many things. Um definitely, if you get caught stealing something, you would be in a sticky situation. Uh let's look at some questions though. Again, um do use the form to ask your questions. I do wanna give a shout out to Rod. Rod VIP IDP is here in the chat. I see Brent from American English with this guy is in the chat. Awesome to see you guys. Uh and then I see Natalia Illusion is here. Mary M. Talk Italian with Arone is here. So good to see so many familiar names. Awesome to have all of you here. Uh let me find my question app for a moment and we will get started. I'm sure there are a few questions at this point in time. There usually is. Let's see here. Oh, so here's a describing question. Wait, I clicked the wrong thing. There we go. Salah says, how do we describe a person who is able to respond quickly and appropriately responding in a timely and appropriate manner? Um we would probably say they're on the ball. We would probably say You could just describe them as being um good at handling situations. We sometimes describe someone as being good in a crisis. So, when something bad happens, if there's someone who knows what to do, we say they are good in a crisis. It's always good when people who are good in a crisis become uh firemen or firefighters or police officers because we want those kinds of people uh, in those situations but certainly there are probably more words than that but those are the words that come to mind. Let's see here. Um Panthera Nori has the next question. Teacher Bob, good morning. Are there other special words to color our speech if we are talking about colors like loud yellow? I guess it would it might be mean vivid or be vivid. So, we do use a lot of adjectives to describe color. Um I'm gonna talk about the adjective uh vibrant in a little bit. So, you can have vibrant colors. You can have muted tones or muted colors. So, those are softer colors. You can definitely say that um, a mixture of colors is very loud. Sometimes, someone wears a very bright and colorful shirt and we'll say it's very loud. Those are very loud colors. Um, So, yes, there are definitely are different ways uh, to use different adjectives to talk about color. Let's see here. (laughs) This is not something I could answer but Shreya says, hey Bob, my question is what is the history of English? I hope you will answer thanks. Well, Shreya, I think that would be like a one hour long lesson if I tried to talk about and describe the history of the English language and how it came about. Um maybe I will do that someday but for now, I'll just say that um English originated I think in England and then eventually many other countries like Canada and New Zealand and Australia and the United States uh all because of that speak English. So, um that'd be a tough one. I would have to do a lot of research to be able to answer that one. Um let me just pause for a sec everyone. I forgot to check my audio. Sounds like everything's working great. Let me get back to the questions. Let's see. Ruslan. Hello, teacher Bob. How are you doing? Pretty good, Ruslan. Thanks for asking. Um oh, how are you doing today? Yes, I'm doing good today. How to describe things that are dear and bring fond memories. Thank you so much. So, when you describe things that bring fond memories, you would say that they are heartwarming memories. You would say that they are fond memories. You would say that they are good memories. Um if you're thinking about when you were a kid. You could say, oh, I have fond memories of when I was a child Um, or you can just use the word remember. Uh, I just have when I remember being a child, it just makes me happy. So, no particular words uh, but fond memory is a is a key one. Definitely, we do use that. Let's see here. Next question. Let me just check something here for a sec. Um sorry, folks. Um So, Renata says, good morning, Bob. How are you today, sir? I hope you're great. What does poignant mean? By the way, poignant is hard to say. Uh thank you so much for your lessons. Have a great day. Um when you're talking about like a poignant reminder of the past or something, it's like a serious, not really sad but maybe a little bit sad but it's definitely an important reminder of something. So, poignant has that like ominous would be another good word for it. Um That's a tricky one though and not not a super common word to use. Um Natalia says, hello Bob. My cell phone is green rectangular made of plastic and glass from the outside on the outside. About 160 grams in weight. How would you describe your cell phone? So my cell phone is bluish gray on the back. I'll talk about the word ish in a bit. Um and it's black and it's made of glass and plastic as well for sure. Um and then usually when we talk about phones, we talk about their age. My phone is less than a year old. Um when you talk about phones, how old the phone is usually is an indicator of how uh powerful it is. So, people often say, yeah, I just got this phone a few months ago or this phone is a couple years old. I need to get a new one soon. Um let me do one more question here and we'll pop back over to the lesson. Let's see here. Mr. Bob, I know honky is used a lot to describe things associated with white American stereotypes. My question is, do you think it's a pejorative term or have become a neutral one? It's a rare term now um and it's not used a lot. You might see it in older movies Modine but uh I have not heard that term uh used for quite a while actually. It might be a lot more American. That's another possibility. Uh, But certainly for me, uh, that's not something that I would hear on a regular basis. We do um let's see here. Um we do in this area use the term redneck though to refer to people from the countryside. Yasin says, hello from Iraqi Kurdistan. Is there any difference between have a dirty mind or have a nasty mind? Thanks for your time, Bobby. (laughs) So, I haven't been called Bobby for a very long time. By the way, Robert is my official name. Bob is the short form of my name. And when you have the same name as me when you're really little, people will call you Bobby. So, we don't use nasty mind very often. You could use nasty mind. But when you say someone has a dirty mind, it means they think of sexual things during a conversation when the conversation wasn't about that at all okay so you might say i don't want to give an example but during a normal conversation somebody might say something and someone else might laugh because it reminds them of something sexual so we would say they have a dirty mind um let's get back to the slides so juicy um when you make orange juice from oranges we do that because oranges are juicy there is a lot of juice in an orange. When you eat something like a carrot, it's not very juicy. When you eat something like a watermelon, it is very juicy. Often when you eat something that's juicy, it will drip while you're eating it and if it wherever it lands will become sticky. (laughs) So, juicy and sticky are definitely related to each other, okay? Um so, yes, oranges are definitely juicy. Um apples, can be juicy. Some apples are really juicy. Some aren't. Um but oranges and watermelons are definitely juicy for sure. Um we're gonna talk a little bit about um adjectives that have to do with temperature and instead of just talking about hot and cold, I wanted to talk about some, I would call them the second tier adjectives. So, we use the word freezing a lot. We could say uh it was a freezing cold day. It's freezing outside. Uh, What's it like outside today? It's freezing. It doesn't actually need to be below zero for you to say it's freezing outside because it's all relative. At this time of the year, a normal daytime temperature is about 15 degrees Celsius. If it was four degrees Celsius today, I could go outside and say, oh, it's freezing out here. Even though it's not below zero, It's still an accurate way to describe the temperature. You can use this literally. You can say it's minus one, it's freezing outside. But if you go into someone's house and they keep the temperature in their house lower than your house, you could say, oh, it's freezing in here. It might actually be 19 degrees Celsius, but when you are cold as a human being, you can use the word freezing. Okay. So right now it's actually freezing in here because. We don't have our furnace on yet and it's a fairly cold day outside. So, our house is cold. So, again, even though it's not below zero in here, I can still say it's freezing. Um lukewarm. So, sometimes you wanna have a hot bath and you put hot water in the bathtub but then maybe someone phones you and you talk on the phone for a while. Which phone should I use? This phone or the real phone? And then when you go back to get into the tub, it's lukewarm. So, lukewarm means It's not as hot as you wanted it to be. We have the same thing happen when you have a cup of tea or coffee. Sometimes you pour yourself a cup of tea and it's the right temperature but then you get busy and when you come back, the tea is lukewarm. So, when something is lukewarm, it's not as hot as you wanted it to be. Um frigid. I should make this picture a little bit bigger so you can see what's happening here. When something is frigid, it is cold. Um, Sometimes in the winter, uh, people do this in Canada. Usually on January 1st, this is called a polar bear swim or a polar bear dip. Um on on January 1st, I said January 1st, right? January 1st, many people in Canada go to a lake and they smash the ice and they go for a swim and it's usually really cold. The water is frigid. Um it's just a crazy thing to do. I've never done it. I have friends who have done the polar bear swim. Uh but when you do it, the water is frigid. People go in the water. They stay in the water for just a few seconds and then they come out again because the water is frigid. It is extremely cold. Um we use the word boiling to describe something that is really hot. It doesn't have to actually be boiling. It can be. So, when you have water on the stove or in the kettle, You can listen until you hear the water boiling. So, then you have water that has the bubbles of steam coming out but we also use boiling just to describe things that are hot. So, you could take a bite of soup and say, oh, this is boiling. Technically, it's not actually boiling. The same is true when you visit someone's house. If they keep their house really warm in the winter and it's higher than the temperature you're used to, you could say, oh, it's boiling in here. You could also use this to describe a hot summer day. You could just say, wow, it's 37 degrees. It is boiling out there today. So, it's boiling hot. So, doesn't have to just be used to describe water that is actually boiling. Um I just uh, oh that I'm gonna keep going. Sorry. (laughs) Toasty. Um we use the word toasty. You know toast like you put bread in the toaster and then it pops up and then it's toasted but we also use toasty to just describe a warm and pleasant place, okay? So, if you're outside in the winter and you come inside and the wood stove is going, you could say, oh, it's nice and toasty in here. It's really nice and toasty in here. So, toasty is a word to describe a warm place that's also a cozy and comfortable place. A place that you enjoy. Um I'm trying to see where I am here in my lesson. So, Yes, we're doing well. No problem. So, old-fashioned is another word that we use. Um people can be old-fashioned too by the way but if something is old-fashioned um it means that it is I put old-fashioned but I meant to put old-fashioned. Let me just check that for a sec. Well, let's not worry about it. Let me just say it. It's an old-fashioned phone or an old-fashioned phone. I have to check. Bob the Canadian doesn't know the answer. Old-fashioned or old-fashioned fashion. I think I say it wrong. What's the difference? Oh, yes. Old-fashioned. There we go. I did it right. I I know I must have checked it. This is an old-fashioned phone. Whenever something is really old, eventually, we say it's old-fashioned, okay? And you can also say that people are old-fashioned because uh basically, what you're saying is that they wear clothes that are really old. Maybe they have a really old car maybe their phone looks like this instead of like this and you would say that they are an old-fashioned person. Um let me see here. Crooked. So, we're looking at a few uh descriptions of shape now. So, this nail is crooked. Normally, a nail is straight but it looks like this one got hit a few too many times in the wrong direction and so now it is crooked. You could also say that it is bent, okay? Sometimes when you drive down a country lane, it's very crooked. Okay. So, anytime something is not straight, you can say it's crooked. You can also use this to describe people. If you say that someone is crooked, if you say that a person is crooked, it means that they are not honest and they are probably someone who doesn't mind committing crimes. Okay. So, sometimes what we do in English is we'll say, Oh, don't deal with that business. That person is crooked. That means that even though they have a business, they don't do things properly and they like to cheat people out of money. So, crooked people are not nice people. Um crooked nails can be fixed. (laughs) It's harder to fix someone who is crooked. Um yes, Claudia in the chat is saying, does old fashioned mean like vintage? Absolutely, yes. Um now, let's talk a little bit about uh money. Couple slides here about money. This car is an affordable car. This is just a normal Nissan four-door sedan. We would say that this is an affordable car. It doesn't cost a lot of money. You can buy this car quite easily if you have a good job. It is affordable. The opposite of that would be expensive. I believe this is a Lamborghini. Um, This is an expensive car. So again, an affordable car isn't necessarily a cheap car. Um, So, maybe it was wrong to say expensive is the opposite. An affordable car is a car that you have enough money to buy and you don't go into a lot of debt in order to buy it. An expensive car simply costs a lot of money. Um, Menial. So, when we talk about jobs, there are certain jobs or tasks that we would say are menial. A menial job. Let me get a little drink here for a second. A menial job is a job that requires you to do physical labor that doesn't require a lot of thinking, okay? So, if your job is to shovel dirt, we would say that that is a menial job or a menial task. If your job is to um, let's see, let's say your job is that you are inventing a vaccine for COVID, that is not a menial job. That is a very high-end job but if you have A menial job. It usually means you are doing uh physical work and labor intensive tasks. Now, we get to colors. So, you can use the word vibrant to describe colors. When colors are vibrant, it means that they're very bright. They're very um let's see, how would I describe this? Uh like not like my shirts. My shirts are very (laughs) plain. This picture is very vibrant. Um in the spring when everything starts to turn green, the colors outside are very very vibrant. Vibrant colors are just awesome. Um people don't tend to dress in vibrant colors. They usually dress in colors that are a little more moderate but certainly uh when we talk about color uh vibrant is one of the words that we use. Um translucent. So, when something is translucent, it means you can sort of see through it but you can't totally see through it, okay? So, when something is translucent, it's like this piece of tape this person is holding or this piece of paper. Um basically, you can kind of see their fingers behind it. You can't see through it completely but something that is translucent will let some things through, okay? So, if you have translucent glass, it means that you can sort of see through it. We often have translucent glass on our showers. So, when you take a shower, If someone accidentally walked in the bathroom, they can't see through the glass. We often have translucent glass on our bathroom windows so that they let in light but they don't allow people to see in. Um, (laughs) Cheesy. So, cheesy is an interesting word. Obviously, if you buy a pizza with a lot of cheese on it, you can say that the pizza is cheesy, okay? But we use this also to describe things that are not in fashion or when someone wears something that's very interesting like this jacket and this tie. You could say that this person is wearing a very cheesy tie and a very cheesy jacket. Basically, it means not in fashion. Um usually, when someone wears something that's cheesy, it might have colors that don't match. You can also use cheesy to describe other things. You might go to a party and they might It might the party just might be really cheesy. Like maybe it was an 80s themed party where everyone was supposed to dress up like it was the 80s but people didn't do it well. You could describe it as cheesy. So basically cheesy means not cool. There you go. Um so if something's cheesy, it is not cool. Um let's jump over to some questions. Uh let me do one thing before we do that. Let me find my controls here. Um I do as I do this want to say hi to the I think 400 and some odd people that are watching. Sorry, that doesn't mean you're odd. When you don't know an exact number, you can use odd. So 480 or some odd people uh basically means around 480. So hi to all of you who are watching. That's very awesome of you. I have just turned on members only chat for a little bit. So for about 10 minutes or more during my live lessons, um I turn on members only chat. And members are free now to ask questions in the chat. So, if you are a member, thank you first of all for clicking that join button to support me. Um and if you uh want to contribute or ask questions, go ahead and I will keep taking questions from the rest of the cr- of the group. Let's see. Uh, let's see. The next question's not about the topic. So, I'm going to skip it. Um let's see. Intan says, hi, Bob. How's it going, Bob? It's going good, by the way. Is there any order to describe things such as color, size, etc? Which one comes first? Thanks. So, I have a big blue car. I have a small blue umbrella. I have a blue small. Yeah, we definitely say it the way I'm saying it. I have a big blue car. It was a large white rocket. We would not say it is a white large rocket. It just sounds really weird. So, definitely, yeah, it is a Big yellow balloon. There you go. Yeah, definitely size and then I actually didn't know that. I just had to say a few things out loud. So, this is my small black phone. We definitely say size first. Um Lolly Lolly in the chat says a cheesy old black and white movie. Yes, great way to use it. Uh Sam says, hi teacher Bob. How are you doing? Good. How would you describe your country? That's an interesting question. Um I would describe my country as uh, a great place to live. That's how I would describe my country. Um I don't know. Canada is it's a fun place. Um it's really big. Um it's very open. We have a lot of blue sky um and I just I love it. I really love living in Canada. I'm glad. I mean no offense to all of you who are living in Holland. That's an amazing country as well but I'm glad that my grandparents moved to Canada um because I really really love it here. I don't know anything else though. I'm sure there's other countries that are better than Canada. I just haven't visited them yet. Um Robert, Bobby, or Bob. So, I go by Bob. That's why I have Bob the Canadian. Um I only use Robert in my official capacity if I sign my name and those kinds of things. Um Panthera, can Rusty be a color? I mean to use this word for describing the same color that rust can make on the surface of metal. Yes, you could use Rusty as a color. Although it is more commonly used just to describe something that is rusty, okay? But you could say a rusty brown. Oh, we're gonna paint this a rusty brown and then people would know what tone or or shade of brown you're thinking of using. Uh Rod VIP. Hey, Rod. Um Mr. Bob, how do we differentiate plain and dull clothes and color wise? I mean, thank you. Yeah, that's a tricky one. Um I would say that Plain clothes are clothes that are, you know, a single color, whereas something like what I'm wearing is a little more colorful. Um, I would say dull clothes would be clothes that people find boring. Okay. So you can wear very plain clothes and still be and still look good. Okay. So you can have just a white shirt and a nice tie uh and a simple pair of pants and look good. But if you wear dull clothes, That would mean more like your clothes are very boring. So, that might be like an old beige shirt or something like that. I think my clothes might be a little dull. (laughs) Uh let's see here. Um excuse me. Sorry for that people. Zeev says, uh how are you teacher Bob? Do you consider yourself old fashioned? Some days I do Zeev for sure. Um every once in a while I consider myself very old fashioned. I have to laugh because I was talking with my French-speaking partner uh, last week, and I said uh, "il fait froid." Um, and I say I said something like "je porte un chandail." I use the word "chandail," which is, I think, a very old-fashioned word for sweater in French. Um, so, yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm old-fashioned. Uh, lolly, lolly, Bob. Do you like juicy gossip? I guess not. So that's a great use of the word "juicy." So gossip is when people talk about other people. And you can describe really interesting gossip uh as juicy gossip. So, let's say uh someone wants to tell you about a couple they know that is splitting up and getting divorced or maybe someone's son got in trouble with the law. That would be considered juicy gossip. So, um I I I do actually like juicy gossip. Is that bad? I I don't really like juicy gossip but I think I'm just a human being. Lolly, sometimes I just wanna know what's going on. Uh Julia says, such a jacket is fashionable again. I see a lot of that kind these days. Yes. Uh what's really common these days is for people to buy clothes at a thrift store or thrift shop. That's where you buy used clothing and clothing like what I had in the picture is definitely becoming a little more popular again for sure. Let me get another question here. Henry from Taiwan. Hi, teacher Bob. What food do you think is umami in taste? Thanks a lot. I think mushrooms um, or those kinds of foods add that flavor. It's not a common flavor in North American cooking. Um we don't talk about the umami flavor. We're just starting to see it on cooking shows where they talk about adding things that will give you a little bit of that flavor. Um and it is certainly a yummy taste. Let's see here. Um Next question is not about the topic. So, let me just skip through that. Uh the next question is not either. Remember people, I only uh look at questions that have to do with the topic. Um so, I'm just popping through a few questions here. Um Rod. Hi, Rod. Good morning from Brazil, Mr. Bob. Which one is your favorite word to describe someone? Thanks a lot for everything. Always have a great day. I so I think I've said this before. I really like intelligent people. I like smart people. I like witty people and I like people who are smart and witty. So, people who crack really funny, smart jokes when you're having a conversation. That's my favorite um way to describe. That's my favorite kind of person, favorite way to describe someone. Uh let me see here. Uh Carlos says, hello, Bob. My pleasure greeting you. Hi, Carlos. How are you? Lolly says, merci, Bob. Panthera Nori. I'm always confused if I need to express the object that has only two dimensions. So, the flat things like a sheet of paper. What is the noun for this kind of objects? Plane? Um I think we would just call them flat objects. Like paper is flat. A book is flat. Um you need to stack a whole bunch of books on top of each other because they're so flat. We definitely would say that they are flat. Although, I wouldn't describe my phone as flat. I would describe it as thin. So, there, I mean, it's probably unique to the item. So, that's a tricky one, Panthera. Uh for sure. Um but in terms of paper, we talk about our paper as eight and a half by eleven. We don't use A4 paper. In North America, a normal sheet of paper is eight and a half by eleven. And that's inches. So, even though we're a metric country, we use paper that is in inches. Uh SCO Wu, what's the meaning of close knit family? A close knit family. Is a family that gets along well with each other, okay? And does lots of things together. So, often um, if there's a family where there's, you know, a couple of kids, mom and dad and if they they do fun things every weekend and they just really like being together, we would say it's a close-knit family. And then as well as you get older, so I see my brothers and sisters quite regularly because we are a close-knit family, okay? So, it doesn't just mean when you're younger, it can also mean when you're older. Um for sure. Uh Zeev says, I feel old. I also feel old fashioned sometimes and I'm about your age. Yes. Every once in a while, Zeev, I feel old fashioned. I think that's just the way it goes sometimes. Um let me get another question here. Bob. Hi, Bob. Have you ever been in a sticky situation? Thanks for your answer. Yes and I'm not going to describe it but yes, for a few times in my life, I have been in a sticky situation. Most of those happened when I was a teenager. Uh sometimes I would be out with my friends and maybe we would do things we weren't supposed to do but I'm not gonna elaborate. Um but yes, I have been in a sticky situation once or twice. Um let's see here. A lot of questions this morning not on topic. So, it's just taking me a bit um get through them. So, this is about describing a person. A C says, hello, teacher Bob. Please, what's the difference between mad and angry? Thanks. So, technically, this is what my dad told me is when you're upset, you're supposed to say you are angry and you're not supposed to say you're mad. I don't know why he said that because we use both those words interchangeably. I could say I was really angry um with my coworker yesterday. I could also say I was really mad at my coworker yesterday. So, notice the difference. I was angry with and I was mad at, okay? Um so, they mean the same thing, okay? If I say to Jen, ah, I was just so mad yesterday or if I said, oh, I was so angry yesterday, they mean exactly the same thing. So, and I would have been um uh I would have been uh upset obviously. Sorry, I'm reading the chat at the same time as I'm doing other things. Uh Julia just gives me a few of my own emojis. Uh says uh says thank you teacher Bob. It's definitely a tricky one. Yes. Um and Rod. Oh yes. Rod's talking to Sam. So uh Rod is editing a video. I think it might be. I'm not gonna say too much about that because I don't know how much Rod wants me to talk about that yet. I'll ask him next week or the week after when I talk to him on Skype. Um let's get back to the questions. That was a bit of a let the cat out of the bag a little bit there but that's okay. Let's see. Um let's um yeah, let's head back to the lesson I think because I think I just lost the questions but we can go back to the slides. So, not sure what happened there. I can fix that later. Uh let me do one other thing here. Let me go back to the chat and I know it's only been ten minutes but I'm gonna turn the chat off for a sec. And we're gonna go back to lessons. So thank you to all of you who are members. Thank you so much for supporting my channel. It is helpful. Okay. It's very helpful for me uh, to have people who support me. It lets me do and purchase things that make my channel work better. Uh, and it just provides better lessons for you. Uh, let's see here. Uh-ish. So you've probably heard this added to a lot of words in English. We say things like, Oh, I saw a car that I liked the other day. It was bluish or it was a smallish uh person or we say um it was reddish. So, we often add ish to adjectives just to kind of make a general statement. So, we don't know exactly what color brown. We would say but we would say the dog had brownish ears or he had a brownish face. So, it's not completely brown but it's a little bit brown. So, ish is kind of um. You'll hear me say it sometimes at the beginning of the live stream in the chat. I'll say we're starting in about five-ish minutes. So, basically, ish means that it's not precise. So, let's say the live stream was starting in six minutes. Six minutes, I could say we're starting at about five-ish and it just means close to five minutes. So, ish is an interesting little thing we add. It's very informal. Um but uh you could say to someone, do you wanna meet around ten-ish? And it means not exactly at 10 o'clock, maybe at 5 to 10 or 10 after 10, but definitely we add ish to colors and time quite regularly and size as well, like smallish, you know, large ish. That sounds a little funny, um, but ish is added to words a lot. Um, I don't know why. I hope Coke doesn't get mad at me. Uh, by the way, this is the Canadian spelling of flavor. If you are learning American English, you would take out the U. Um, but if something is flavorless, it means that it has no flavor, okay? So, often in the world, you will buy things to drink or you will buy something to eat and it will just be a bit flavorless. It just doesn't have very good flavor. Um hey, I wanna say hi to uh thank you to Sylvia Liang for joining and becoming a member of the channel. Thank you so much for supporting me. That's often that's awesome of you uh, and uh, thanks for doing that. Uh the opposite of flavorless would be flavorful. Again, pay attention. There is a U in flavor in Canada but there is no U in America. So, flavorful. If something has a lot of spices in it, we would say that it is flavorful. Um, I like food that is very flavorful, okay? Um, I like different kinds of spices in my food. I don't like food that is flavorless. Well, I'll eat it if I'm hungry but not always. Um slippery. So, in the winter in Canada, the roads are often very slippery. The sidewalks are often very slippery because there's lots of ice and it's easy to slip. So, you could say, oh, it's um it's very slippery out there today. The roads are very slippery. The, it's a slippery sidewalk today. Uh be careful out there. You can also use slippery to talk about people. If a person is slippery, it means that they are a little bit dishonest, okay? So, you again could say, you know, don't buy things at that business because the owner, he's a very slippery person. Um that means that they are a dishonest person. (laughs) Rod says, Diet Coke tastes like medicine. Yeah, I don't drink diet pop. I don't drink a lot of pop or soda anyways. Uh but uh I'm that I'm not a big fan of it either. Sylvia says, so happy to be a member and join the live chat. Thanks for being here, Sylvia. That's awesome. Um Sleek, when something is described as sleek, it means it's very polished and glossy, and it's just designed really well. Like this motorcycle is very sleek. It's a very sleek looking motorcycle. You know, it just has really cool design features. The blue paint looks, the light reflects off it in a really cool way. It's a very sleek looking vehicle. Sports cars and high end motorcycles are often described as being very sleek. Um, Rough. So, rough is an interesting word because it has to do with the surface. When I work on the farm in the summer, my hands become rough from the hard work. I do a lot of menial jobs on the farm and my hands become rough. Um the wall that you see in the far side of the slide, is made out of stone. So, it would be very rough. I mean, the opposite of rough is smooth and it's definitely not smooth. We also can use rough to describe things that are difficult. So, climbing a mountain is a very rough thing to do. It's a very rough job. You could say it was really rough yesterday climbing the mountain. You could use rough to describe a relationship. Things are really rough right now. Um so, rough simply means not smooth either in texture Or situation. Scrumptious. So, um I don't eat a lot of cupcakes but cupcakes are scrumptious. When something is incredibly tasty, when it is super yummy, I'm using a lot of other words here as well. You would say that it is scrumptious. It's almost always used to describe food. I can't think of an example where you would use it to describe a drink. You could say, you know, this um cafe mocha latte is delicious but you would probably say this cupcake is scrumptious. This cake is scrumptious. This food is scrumptious. It's just really really tasty and really really yummy. Sorry, the last few here, it's kind of random but that's okay. Um learning a bunch of random adjectives I think is still helpful. Um microscopic. So, when something is really really small, we say that it is microscopic. Snowflakes are microscopic. It's hard to see them with the naked eye, okay? So I know I used the word naked there. When you say that something's hard to see with the naked eye, it means that you need to use a telescope like if it was far away in space or a microscope. So a microscope is for looking at really small things or binoculars to see. So when you when it's hard to see something with the naked eye, You need to use something with lenses in it. Um but when something's really small, you can say it's microscopic, okay? So, the COVID virus is microscopic. We can't see it. It is extremely small. So, we would describe it as being microscopic. Um when something's gigantic, we say it is mammoth. Um so, this is a mammoth wave, okay? We don't use the word mammoth a lot. It actually comes from the really big woolly uh elephant type animal uh that they find sometimes in the snow in Siberia. So a mammoth is a really large uh elephant from a past era. Um but we use the word mammoth to describe large things. You could say, "Oh, SpaceX fired off this mammoth rocket into space." Or I was out surfing and there was this mammoth wave that I caught and I surfed on. So mammoth is used to describe something That is really really big. Steep. So, when something is steep, it means that it is hard to climb. Usually used to describe a mountain or hill. You could say, oh, I was out hiking and the I had to go up a really steep hill. I climbed a really steep mountain the other day. Um or something like a cliff. The cliff was very steep. Um I think all cliffs are steep but anyway, steep is something that is very hard to climb. In fact, last weekend, uh my family and I went hiking and we had to climb a very steep hill at the end of the day and I was quite tired actually after we climbed that steep hill. Um water can be shallow. Um let me just check something here. Yeah, we're good. So, water can be shallow. When water is shallow, it only comes up maybe to your knees. When you are at the beach, when you first walk into the ocean or into a lake, it's usually quite shallow. Um when you walk further out it gets deep, but it's usually quite shallow. You can also describe a person as being shallow. A person who is shallow is just kind of um yeah, they're not a kind person, they're not a caring person. Um they kind of do things to make themselves happy, but they aren't good at taking care of other people. They're just very very shallow. Um, Let me just look up a meaning of shallow person for a sec to get a good description for you. Let's see. Um, A shallow person cares only about their own looks and how much money they have. Yeah. So, a shallow person is just someone more interested in themselves than other people. Narrow. So, this is a very narrow street. Um when something is narrow, it's the opposite of wide okay? So, I'm getting a little bit wide down here. <laughs> uh you can describe an alleyway or a street as being very narrow. So, it just means that it would be hard to drive a car down this street. Certainly, if two cars were coming, the street is too narrow. It's a narrow street. One would have to back out. Um let's see here. Yes, Panthera says shallow is the opposite of deep and if we use it for people, then they are not sophisticated. Definitely, In fact, I think I'm gonna talk about deep next. You can also say a person is deep but anyways, if you go far out in the ocean or a lake, the water might be quite deep. We also use this to talk about space. Something can be out in deep space. Um so deep simply means really far down in the ocean or really far out uh in space. Um when you're baking, sometimes you wanna use a deep pan. So, you want uh if you wanna make deep dish pizza, You need a pan that's really deep in order to bake it. You can describe a person as being deep as well. If someone is very deep, they like to have intellectual smart conversations about things. So, a deep person uh is just someone who's very intelligent and likes to uh have great conversations about really cool and interesting things. Um and if they you know if they're philosophical, you would say they are very deep damp. So, when we are done eating in the kitchen, we often wipe off the table with a damp cloth. A damp cloth means that it is a little bit wet. When a cloth is put in water and you take it out, it's dripping wet and so you wring the cloth so that it doesn't drip water but the cloth is still a little bit damp. So, in our kitchen after supper, we usually get a soap soapy water and a cloth and we wring it out but we still have a damp cloth and then we wipe off the table and we wipe off the counter. So, that is damp. So, damp means just a little bit wet. Sometimes when you go outside um, yesterday, (laughs) yesterday in my short video, it started raining and I said, I said S-H-I-T. I I don't wanna say it out loud because the video gets demonetized but if you want to go to my other channel uh, and watch that video, let me see if I can find a link for you. I'll put it in the chat. Um I was shooting a video and it started raining um and I said kind of a bad word but then after that, my jacket was damp. I didn't stay out in the rain and get soaking wet. Instead, my jacket was just damp. So, when something's damp, it's just a little bit wet. Uh greasy. Um when you cook something that has a lot of oil in it or a lot of grease in it, the pan becomes greasy. So, you could say that this is (laughs) this is a greasy pan, okay? So, when you do the dishes, it's sometimes hard to clean a greasy pan. We sometimes describe food as being greasy, okay? So, sometimes when you eat food that has been deep fried, when you eat deep fried fish or French fries, um the food has a lot of grease or oil in it and we would say that it is greasy. Sometimes, we order pizza. And the pepperoni um makes the pizza really greasy. You can see oil on top of the pizza and we would say that it's greasy. So, when something is greasy, it just means it has a lot of oil in it. Um generally, when we are done frying things, using a frying pan, the pan is usually greasy. So, this is definitely a greasy pan. Hey, it looks like I'm at the end of the actual lesson. I know many of you like to stick around. I'm going to answer questions for about five minutes or until I get to the end. I might be close to the end anyways. Um but let's keep let's keep going with questions. Let me find the next question for you. Um let's see here. So, we had mad and angry. Asraf says, Asraf Khan says, hello, my favorite teacher. How are you doing today? My question is, How to describe seasons, please say something about the seasons. So, first of all, we describe seasons using temperature. So, in spring, it's usually quite cool, the air is very fresh. In the summer, it's very hot. Sometimes it's boiling hot. Sometimes the temperatures aren't too bad, it's very moderate, but summer is generally very hot. In the fall, things tend to cool off. So, right now, it is cooling off in the fall. Um it's definitely a cool season. Spring and fall are the cool seasons. In the winter, it's just cold. It's freezing cold. It's cold. It's frigid. There are a lot of ways to describe winter. After temperature, you can use color to describe the season. Spring is very green. Uh summer is also very green. Autumn or fall is very brown. There's a lot of brownish colors. There's yellows. The fall colors are just beautiful right now and winter is very white. It's a very white season. Um let's see here. 522 people watching. Thank you very much for being here everybody. Uh Erica has the next question. Erica from Brazil. Says, hi Bob. It's more natural to say today is chilly or today is cold. Why chilly? This doesn't mean something like the spice. Thanks. Your pronunciation is excellent to learn. Um so, when we say it's chilly, it's like, let me just go through the temperatures. It can be boiling outside. It can be warm outside. Sorry, boiling. It can be hot. It can be warm. It can be comfortable or beautiful. If we say, oh, the temperature is beautiful today. That means it's just a perfect temperature. Then, we would say it's chilly and then we would say it's cold. So, when it's chilly, it's a, like you're warm but if the wind blows it's cold like it's it's just on the border between being comfortable or beautiful and it's not quite cold so when it's chilly you might need a jacket you might not on a chilly day my kids might wear a jacket and I might just wear a short sleeve shirt so chilly just means a little bit cold for sure hey welcome uh to thank you for supporting the channel i'm sorry it's hard for me to pronounce names in other alphabets but Thank you so much for becoming a member. That is awesome. You are an awesome person. <laughs> just a quick one from Ario. Hola, Mr. Bob. Hee <laughs> hee. Japan is an amazing country as well. i I love Japan. Thanks, Ario. I think that was back for what I was talking about Canada. Um let's see. Hi, Bob. What does a sticky situation mean? So, a sticky situation. Um let me just check something for a sec. Sorry, I know it's not nice when I stop talking. Let's see here. Yeah. I have to make sure sometime. Okay, sticky situation is when like if you get caught doing a crime uh or if you get caught doing something you're not supposed to, you would be in a sticky situation. Uh let's see here. Let's see here. I'm mispronouncing words a little bit. I think... Let me just double check something. No, I should have another one there. Let me see here. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just slowly going through the questions. Kazir says, how to describe the thing you are not aware of, how to approach that. So, if you're not aware of something, it's either hidden from you or you're blind to it or you were unaware. You would just use unaware. You know, I was unaware of that all of those would work because you're I can't think of a specific word right now to describe that. Um but definitely. Um Tanya. Hi, Bob. Can you describe someone as a warm-blooded person? Meaning that they are kind and welcoming. So, a warm-blooded person is someone who doesn't get cold easily. I'm very warm-blooded, okay? So, I can go outside when it's four degrees with no jacket for five or ten minutes and I don't get cold. I'm very warm-blooded you're probably thinking of kind hearted or just a warm person. So, if you were to say Bob is warm blooded, it means he doesn't get cold easily. If you said Bob is very warm, it means that I'm very nice, kind, and welcoming, okay? Or you could say kind hearted as well. He's a very kind hearted person. I try to be a kind hearted person at least. Uh let's see here. Um and let me just double check. That is the last question we are done. So, thank you so much for being here. Thanks to Dave and Todd for moderating the chat. Thank you to all my members who support the channel. Thank you to everyone. All the 521 people that popped in to learn just a little bit more English. I hope this was helpful. Don't forget, I do have a new video up on my other channel called Bob's Short English Lessons. It's a funny one today. Um and also, if you didn't watch the lesson from earlier this week, I will put a link in the chat. Do both of those and you can go over and give them a watch. I do wanna say there is a live lesson tomorrow at 11 AM Eastern Standard Time. Um please tune in. You can ask me any questions about the English language and I try my best to answer them. Um I was gonna say something else. It might be inside tomorrow. Sorry to disappoint but uh I'm not sure yet what the weather looks like. It has rained every day here. <laughs> This week. As you could tell if you watched my video from this morning on my other channel, it definitely rains a bit. Um I'm gonna say thank you to uh Brent from American English with this guy. I know he's probably uh, gone by now cuz he's at work already. Uh so, just thank you uh to everyone who's been here. I'm glad to help you learn just a bit of English. Have a great day. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me,